Welcome to the Free Speech Union podcast. I'm Dane Giroux. We have a special report today. There is a uh, fast developing situation. Uh, a lot will be learned Monday. I, b- I believe this podcast will probably go out on the day. So uh, our guest today is Roy Counts. Roy, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and why you're on the podcast today. Oh, hi, uh, Dane. Uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, I am uh, basically a journalist. I am a television presenter. I... Uh, you know, present news and uh, analysis on political events uh, from a very basically from the Indian or a migrant perspective in New Zealand. So, uh, in brief, uh, you know, that's my background, uh, among other things that I do. Great. Now, so what's happened is a, a film. It's not a documentary. This is a fictionalized account of a real life situation. It's called the Kashmir Files. Its uh, classification has been withdrawn um, by the chief censors office after some complaints from members of the Muslim community who believe that it could end up being quite inflammatory. Can you give us some background to to, to this film and and you know what's transpired here? Now uh, I need to actually give you a small uh, you know primer on uh, history uh, in India. Just a few seconds. So there is a state uh, in India known as uh, Jammu and Kashmir, which is right at the northern tip of uh, India, and that area has been under dispute for the last seventy years, uh, you know, because of uh, historical issues. Now, long and short of uh, it is that uh, the Kashmir area has got a majority uh, Muslim population, unlike most other parts of India. Now. Uh, what happened, and for centuries, you know, uh, the Hindu community and the Buddhist and the Sikhs and the Jains and the majority Muslim community have been living quite harmoniously in um, Kashmir. But uh, around uh, the 1980s, uh, uh, militancy, uh, you know, began in the valley, in the Kashmir Valley. You know, because as I said, there is the state of Jammu and Kashmir, so Kashmir is the part where there's a valley, uh, you know, one of the most picturesque valleys in the world. It's almost like Switzerland. And uh, um, uh, Islamic militants uh, came into the valley and started a genocide of uh, the Hindus who were living, you know, harmoniously for the last few centuries. Uh, these Islamic militants started driving the Hindus away. And what happened was in on 19 January 1990, uh, they started uh, announcing from their places of worship and other places that uh, the Hindus have to leave the valley, otherwise uh, they will be put to death. So they gave them an ultimatum, either convert to Islam or die or leave. So about estimates vary between you know 400 to 500,000 uh, Kashmiri pundits. Uh, maybe at that time the number may have been a little less. Uh, currently there are about 500,000 Kashmiri Pandits. So the Kashmiri Pandit is the name for the Hindus. So the Kashmir, and they're known as KPs for short. So the KPs were driven out of Kashmir by the uh, Islamic militants, uh, asking them either to convert or leave. And, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands had to flee the valley in just three days. And of course, the genocide had continued for the next uh, year or so. And in 2003, it culminated in a mass uh, murder 
So they just lined up the Hindus, you know, against the wall of a temple and shot them point blank. Now, all that I have told you is history and facts. Each and every incident actually happened. Now, uh, compare this to a movie like The Schindler's List, you know, which is a retelling of an actual event which happened during World War II uh, as part of the uh, Holocaust. And uh, that story tells you the heroism of one person who saved, you know, um, hundreds of uh, Jews. Now, the Kashmir Files is a similar attempt at trying to relive uh, that history so that future generations don't forget and that they learn from this. Now, you were quite right when you said that it's a fictional retelling. It's fictional in the sense that the filmmaker has taken some dramatic liberties. For example, they have combined the stories of, you know, two or three uh, individuals into the story of one individual. So it makes for better, you know, cinematic uh, exhibition. But uh, the fact of the matter is that each and every incident shown in the movie uh, is uh, true. And this happened because over four years, they actually interviewed around 700 uh, victims and their families. And they got the stories from them on video, just like, you know, what was done with the you know, that uh, I forgot the name of the, the project for, you know, for preserving the memories of the people who are in the Holocaust. A similar thing was done. And all those, you know, stories are there on video. So it's a true story. So that movie, uh, it was released on the 11th of March all over the world. And it has become a phenomenal hit. It is one of the biggest movies, uh, you know, uh, in terms of revenue earned in India as we speak. So that's a brief background of the movie. I mean, from a free speech perspective and, you know, and for us, you know, we don't pick sides necessarily in any of these um, debates. Right. But um, if the film was propaganda and some people have have claimed that it is, I've seen some people tweeting that it is, even if it was, um, free speech dictates that uh, people should be allowed to consider it. Absolutely. And the answer to that would be counter speech in a free and open democracy anyhow. Absolutely. Now, uh, we were looking forward to the release of the film in uh, New Zealand. And uh, the certification office uh, actually certified the movie. It it was released by a distributor from Australia. And uh, it was given an R16 rating. And uh, it was also, I think, even cinemas and um, some other cinemas uh, had already publicized it on their website and uh, tickets were on sale. Suddenly, we found that uh, the you know the uh, the movie was withdrawn, and also the posters which were put up in the cinemas were pulled pulled down. And then we found on investigation that the FIANS, which is the Federation of Islamic Associations of New Zealand, so that's a nodal organization of all the Muslim bodies, they actually made reps to the certification office which certifies movies, and they said that if this movie is released, it will create uh, you know some sort of disorder and some Islamophobic attack, and they sort of played the victim card and they fell back on the Christchurch attacks and said that this is just going to, you know, uh, just incite passions and uh, it's, it's not something which should be allowed in New Zealand. So the certification office, after certifying the movie, uh, pulled it up, pulled it pulled back and said that they're going to review the movie and the statement made by David Shands, who is the head of the certification office, uh, in, he said in a statement that, you know, this is just a regular routine uh, protocol and uh, we often do it when we receive reps from uh, the community. However, in this case, it seems that they are going you know, beyond 
over and above what they are needed to do by legislation uh, by by him giving such statements in the press saying that uh, you know that he is concerned about uh, now i'm sure he is concerned and i would be concerned you would be concerned if there is a real uh, threat but the fact is when schindler's list was released would you stop the release of the movie just because you think that a few neo nazis may be upset and that it may create some communal disorder so uh, and i can give you give you many other analogy and analogies but i don't want to because it's very obvious to anyone with half a brain that this is just that this does not stand this kind of argument does not stand in this way no no it shouldn't stand and and you know at many film festivals here there will be often anti-israel documentaries and you know i've seen a few of them and many of them are actually factually all over the place like they they they're not reputable at all but I, i wouldn't try to ban them even though i don't think they necessarily help <laughs> our community but i wouldn't try to ban them because and this is this is where i little, get a little bit confused with the path that this uh, the muslim community is taking with this film is that you know if they were to succeed uh, and 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 it and it is denied you know uh, a screening here i don't know how that uh, leads to harmonious relations i mean wouldn't that just upset people in the um hindu community who would feel that uh, for some reason uh, you know their rights aren't as respected as the the other community absolutely and uh, now i want to also make another point just like there are movies about uh, the genocide from the hindu perspective there have also been made many movies have been made you know over 15 or 16 movies have been made on the issue but from a muslim perspective where the muslim is shown as the good person the person who reached out and helped uh, you know the hindu and um, many of them may be true many of them may be fictional but the fact is that the story has never been told from the perspective of the victims is the first time a story is being told from the perspective of the victims and and, and that is the reason why it has actually resonated with viewers and touched a very raw nerve well i, I just think that the the censor i i respect the censor and think he is a very thoughtful man and um but i really hope he makes the right decision here because what we don't want to get is a precedent set where groups regardless of who it is feel that they can suppress stories for political reasons from all over the world uh, you know that that's just not the way it should happen at all uh, you know if, if if they have concern with it then you know uh, maybe counter dialogue i mean they they can they can request a a piece and stuff they can i mean there's all sorts of platforms that they have for getting a counter message across if they want to do that i think that censorship would see, set a very very worrying precedent because as i said earlier it's like what is stopping uh the jewish community mobilizing and and making sure none of these you know often very overtly racist um uh anti-israel documentaries come through i mean we wouldn't do that because we just don't do that but i i just think that this is the door potentially that um the censor could open if he gets this wrong absolutely that's our fear our fear is that uh, you know if the censor decides to uh, recertify the movie or not to certify the movie at all which it basically means that it will be banned you know it will actually set a very bad precedent because remember the organization are not saying that the story being told is false they're not saying that it did not happen they're saying yeah it happened we sympathize 
but why are you going and digging up old wounds you know we don't want uh, you know uh, people to uh, have a bad impression of us of us you know it's like your neo nazis are saying you know why are you making the schindler's list movie we don't want people to have a bad impression about us you know as a, uh, the fact is okay let me take an, another better an- analogy let's say someone has made a movie on the land wars of the between the maoris and uh, the europeans of the 1860 1870s now uh, and, and there have been some movies uh, you know made uh, you know, or if you movies have touched on the land wars let's say someone has made a you know movie on the land wars and you know they tell you the story of how certain maori evs were evicted from their traditional lands uh, imagine someone uh, you know pakia comes and says uh, stop this movie because you know it shows uh, you know pakia's in the bad light and yeah, it shows the their ancestors in a bad light and yeah 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 absolutely and the same analogy you know you you, you can't stop the telling of uh, you, you know this actually happened now the, what actually gets our goat is uh, the people who are making the reps to the uh, certification office um, they are actually saying you oh, you know what uh, we understand that a lot of hindus died but a lot of muslims died trying to help the hindus uh, it may be true uh, i give the example of the holocaust you know besides uh, the jewish community which was a ma- major community affected there were other communities like the gypsies and the pol east europeans and the jehovah's witnesses and the you know homosexual community mm-hmm. who were equally affected you know by the holocaust maybe in smaller numbers but just because you know schindler's list is not telling you the story of those other groups does not make the story invalid but this is an argument that they're trying to use with the chief censor saying that the muslims also were killed but they have not shown the killings of the muslims in the movie that is because you know the majority community affected was the kashmiri pandit they had to leave their ancestral homeland of centuries and live as refugees in their own country but but again asking for balance is like you know a filmmaker is under no obligation to give balance like a journalist that it's a very different profession it's like uh, you know um someone that wants to make a anti-israel documentary is under no obligation to you know i mean i i think often the, the cleverer documentary documentarians will try and and show as many sides but they're under no obligation you know we we can't expect to be able to author these films for people <laughs> it's not the way it works but um are, are people in the community uh, are there are there talks behind the scenes is there attempts at dialogue um with fiends to try to resolve this um internally between the groups there have been uh, some attempts by a few uh, groups uh, you know who uh, hold dialogues with each other but uh, unfortunately what has happened is um, the uh, the fiends and the other organizations who are making reps uh, to the certification uh, office i don't think they are in any mood for a dialogue they just want the movie not to be shown here because they don't want the true story to come out see the irony uh, of that roy is that you know um i would have never been having this conversation with you if they hadn't tried to ban the film uh there would have been no peace and stuff drawing people you know wider new zealand's attention to the fact that this film exists so you know this attempt at censorship has got you know i mean we've had a history lesson of you you know maybe a muslim would have other things to say but you know um it's called the streisand effect where you try to ban something and you end up bringing more attention to it anyway i i just don't think that um you know 
I mean, even if they were to to have a small victory, it would probably make uh, a draw the, the topic of this um, massacre to the attention of many many people anyway, just by the fact that it was censored. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, very frankly, I think they have been quite foolish to do what they did. Uh, they thought that they would garner a lot of, uh, you know, support for for this cause. Uh, you know, especially because. Uh, over the last few years, you know, the focus and attention has been on them. So uh, they made a big mistake because what they don't realize is, let's see the, let's assume that the movie is banned and it is not showing in theaters. Now, once that happens, everyone who was not originally planning to watch the movie will also want to watch and say, hey, I, I want to know what's all this brouhaha about. Yeah. And there are 110 channels through which you can, both legal and illegal, through which you can watch the movie. You know, maybe after a month or so, once the initial, uh, you know, uh, enthusiasm dies down and the movie just goes into, you know, fades into history, it will be available everywhere and people will be watching it, you know, uh, online and uh, whatever. So more people, in fact, I have received so many calls from my friends and, you know, others saying that they are now very keen towards the movie. They didn't even know about the existence of the movie. It was just another movie you know, a choice from 10 movies which are released, which one they should watch. And now everyone wants to watch this movie and not the other releases because of the controversy which has Well, well I'm, I'm listening to you, Roy, and thinking, you know what? I don't know enough about this conflict. I need to start reading books on this conflict. That's what I've been thinking the whole time. So it's, it's censorship just draws attention to, to the thing that you're trying to ban. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so they've been quite foolish in doing this, and and they're persisting, you know. And then now, now they've come down to personal attacks. They've started, uh, you know, attacking people in our community. They've started attacking me, you know, on uh, other forums because uh, not for this reason, but uh, you know, my stance on uh, some issues are very well known. So, and maybe you know, I personally think that the chief censor may do the right thing and. Release the movie with maybe a slightly. I have a lot of respect for him. I think he probably will do the right thing. But but we will definitely be um, in in the corner of free speech here, and definitely reaching out to him and having dialogue with him ourselves. Yeah. Uh, a good thing is that some politicians have actually joined. Uh, you know, uh, have aided in. Yeah. You no, know, saw that quite a few support, uh, a bit of support from um, Simon O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, Melissa yeah. Lee, um, uh, David Seymour. Uh, I don't know if any Labour um, <laughs> uh, MPs have jumped no, on no, yet, no Labour MP. but I would hope that some. And Winston Peters was the first. He was, uh, of course, he's got Winston Peters. He's yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, so, yeah but no Labour, no Labour MP. Not even the you know uh, two Indian uh, Indian origin Labour MPs have said a word about it, either for it or condemning it or you know against it. Nothing. We think that the entire Labour caucus, you know, and we may be completely wrong and, you know, I probably shouldn't be saying it, but the, not we, the Indian community feels that the majority of the Labour caucus uh, will actually be supporting this move uh, covertly, you know, tacitly, because uh, because we know that, you know, the these people have the years of many of the ministers and MPs. Okay, Roy, well, I think that's um, a good start. We may end up having to get you back to do a follow-up. Okay, all right then. Uh, thank you so much for having me on this. Thanks for listening to the Free Speech Union podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or find out how you can get involved or support, you can head on over to fsu.nz or check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Kakutiano.